Podcast. I'm Casey here with Davis and Ian and our new friend Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi. And she <laughs> is in the unfortunate position of having to hang out in Davis's horrible house. <laughs> Not even in my house, in my garage. I'm in my house. I'm in the house and I'm giving the dog treats without anybody knowing. Oh, there we go. So she's contributing to making my dog fatter. That makes him fluffier, thank you. He's mm-hmm. he's already morbidly obese. <laughs> yeah, that's... he's he's so obese that his legs gave out when without moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sarah, uh... can you do me a favor? Sure. Can Don't. you can you clog Davis's toilet for me since I can't be there? Uh, <laughs> just with anything i mean wood chips you know sticks uh, <laughs> anything that casey would normally eat i'm scared <laughs> of pens that might do the trick yeah there we go i've eaten pennies before i think uh yeah good good you're here in spirit chubs i appreciate that <laughs> Sarah, tell us a little about yourself. Um, not a whole lot to tell. I uh, work in a hospital. I go to school in a hospital. I spend a lot of time at the hospital. Uh-huh. And what are you? Uh, what are you studying? Testicles. Mostly testicles. Yes. Um, surgery. Okay. Assisting in operating rooms. Now, if you like a surgeon, do you have to specialize in like a, a given body part, or do you no, pretty much have free range to just kind of like wing it and do whatever kind of surgery? We have a lot of the general surgeons, and they'll do pretty much anything that's not specialty. So, you want kidney removed, no problem. You want a trigger finger release, no problem. And then we have a lot of the specialties: the neuro, the vascular, heart surgeons, and whatnot too. So. It really depends, but you can definitely do general. Huh. So, like, is there anything, is there any type of surgery that if it came up, you'd be like, pass? No, thank you. Oh, I don't get that choice yet. I'm still a student. Well, I've done a lot of surgery on accident. <laughs> you um, done accidental surgery? No, asshole surgery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Like stitching them uh, back together? Uh, <laughs> that, that does happen, yeah. You know, uh, like hemorrhoids and whatnot. Stitchers. Oh, uh, if you have to have a, a hemorrhoid surgically removed, like that's a that's a problem. You need to evaluate uh, your bathroom habits. Well, obviously hemorrhoids are issues to begin with. It's not like it's a, it's a fun surgery. Like... A, Let's yeah, but that... no, it's uh, asshole surgery is definitely my least favorite. Any kind of GI surgery is kind of eh, boring. What's GI stand for? Gastrointestinal. Oh yeah, freaking uh, the, tapping the, the exhaust stuff, pipe. 
<laughs> the stuff that you're going to be going in for, Chubbs? Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, mine's good to go. Not one of these yeah. softies. I got calluses. Yeah. Just weed. <laughs> you got rid of the runs? So colon's just like any any muscle if you if you work it out hard enough. It's, you know, that's that's one of the few ways that I'm buff. I guess you could say. <laughs> few. <laughs> there's there's your mouth, uh your asshole, and that's about it. Dude, I got I Those got, are your only two buff muscles. <laughs> I got like crazy muscle in my legs. Like I could just kick a wall over if I wanted to. I choose not because to. Because it has to support half of your body mass. <laughs> I know we've gone over this at nauseum and I, I hate to repeat myself, but I am very fast. <laughs> we, I don't we think anybody in this podcast this. would argue that point. I, I would. I seem to remember I'm, beating you at a race. I don't recall that at all. <laughs> Didn't we race? I don't think so. I think I we, thought we raced I think down we your road. Up. No, I don't think so. Because I'm I'm surprisingly quick because I'm paper thin, so I just cut through air, and I just get all my limbs just kind of flailing about at a at a high rate of speed, and I'm I'm just cooking. I think With lung capacity no is what probably would, would waste you. Yeah, well, we're talking about a sprint, not a fucking you marathon, got a, you got a dirty air filter. <laughs> no, it's a protective layer of tar that keeps all toxins away from my beautiful lung tissue. I don't know that I've ever actually seen you run, but I imagine it's kind of like one of those Roadrunner uh, wind ornaments that people put in their yard. You where know, the, the legs, legs are just, just kind of spinning around? Yeah. That's exactly it. Lightning fast. Huh. Uh-huh. I yeah, could don't see... Worry about it. Ian, I could see you being fast. Really? Uh, like a gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> Post-lion. <laughs> just kind of lumping on the ground. <laughs> a lot of brown. <laughs> So much brown. <laughs> Sarah, have you ever had to remove anything from uh, from that that portion of anyone's system? Which portion? Like, the legs. Like, have you oh. ever? Like, have you ever had to? Uh, you know, extract like, a bowling pin. Yeah. <laughs> a carrot or bowling ball. Not yet. I have missed all of those surgeries, but they do happen frequently in our hospital. I gotta imagine that that's like, that's like a scorecard for uh, for doctors. Is like, what's the weirdest thing you've pulled out of someone? Oh, like We're surgery bingo. <laughs> <laughs> when they take out a part of your colon, they have to staple. Like they remove the part and they staple the two open ends together and the stapler they use is about the size of a baseball bat and they shove it in a natural opening oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and i'm talking the length and the width of a baseball bat yikes Uh, how much how much physical therapy do you have to have after that (laughs) Um, they recommend two days no walking. 
<laughs> I think how, I'd want to like long float in fluid for two days after that. Yeah, how long until you can eat uh, anything that's not just water? Do you want to eat anything after that surgery? Really? Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm looking out for Chubbs here because his his diet consists of anything that's dong shaped and chicken wings. <laughs> so don't eat my microphone I actually I had a <laughs> bit of a chicken wing accident this week oh yeah yeah I was uh, pulling a trailer driving back to my house <laughs> and, and eating buffalo wings and I spilled ranch all over my lap and my seat <laughs> that is the complete opposite of what I anticipated when you started that <laughs> you think, story. Like, oh, I forgot to chew it and I swallowed it whole and now I'm just waiting. Yeah, and I wait for bones to come out of your asshole. <laughs> or I got so ambitious to eat it that I just went for the burning straight at the O-ring and shoved it up the wrong end. <laughs> front to back, not back to front. Well, that, no, that hasn't happened yet, no. Good, good. I'd be concerned. I'd be very concerned. <laughs> well, mm. I mean, working in a hospital has got to be... I imagine that it's it's fun in some ways, and then in some ways it can be probably pretty frustrating because people are always like... Like a hospital is a place where people are generally... They feel like they can act like a jerk. I don't see any of that. All of my patients, I'm so lucky for this. This is my favorite part of this job, is all of my patients are unconscious. Oh, well, then that works out. And if they're not unconscious, they're high as fuck, so I still don't have to deal with them. <laughs> that is ideal. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, with the occasional ones who, like, when they're being wheeled into the OR, they're singing Motown or trying to have a conversation and they can't see us because I'm covered head to toe. All you can see are my eyes and my neck. So they don't know who I am. So is it, is it like you're, is that what you're working towards is to be a surgeon? Uh, a surgeon's assistant pretty much. They call it a scrub tech. Okay. So I, Pretty much, I run the OR, I make sure it's sterile, I make sure the patient's safe, I make sure the surgeon's following all the rules, and I make sure everything's clean. Huh. So basically, you control all the details so that when he gets there, he can focus only on stapling that butthole back together. (laughs) (laughs) I even load it and unload the stapler for that, so... (laughs) Gross. You you fire up the <laughs> DeWalt air compressor so it can just go fire oh and like God. staple it through. Is it is all our staplers are pneumatic now, so yeah. Yeah. Good. Is it is it dishwasher safe? <laughs> no. If they're one use only, then you toss them. Wow. Really do you want to use the stapler up your ass that was in Davis's ass? Yep. <laughs> yeah i mean mine's been so sanitized by alcohol that it's basically an eating surface at this point 
<laughs> I mean, there's no bacteria that can survive how much alcohol I push through my system. I uh, still feel like there's probably back. a good, probably a good soup ladles full of like pepperoni sludge floating around in there. Eh, maybe, maybe, maybe a small ladle, tablespoon, maybe two tablespoons, <laughs> depending on how heavy your scoop is. Uh, but maybe I don't know. I guess I won't. I won't count that out. Mm. It's mostly mostly Cliff bars. They really gum me up. Maybe. Ugh, I hate those things. Well, oh man, they're so delicious. Joel, really Joel not. tried to like. No, they are. Have you tried the peanut butter chocolate I've chunk one? Tried all of them. They're not good. No, you haven't. It's like you haven't tried. It's all like of a them. slightly better for you candy bar, that also tastes like uh, like wet dry cement. No. <laughs> Don't compare candy bars to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not that's not fair. I like my Cliff bars. I think they're very delicious. So eat my shit and shut up. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, here's a question, Sarah. Uh, if you had to put a number on it. How many testicles have you ever seen? My whole life or just doing scrub tech stuff? Uh, let, let's just start with scrub tech stuff. <laughs> um, if we had to guess, I've been in about 120 surgeries and as we have discussed long ago, 50% of the population is male, so that would be 60 pairs of testicles. Hmm. What percentage of the testicles that you see on the job are shaved? None. Really? We're doing old fat people, so like they're all like... I've seen their penis more often than they do at this point. <laughs> oh, man. So remember that, Chubbs. You got <laughs> to keep that shit groomed for when you start, uh, you know, chomping down on those chicken wings and accidentally eating a bone and stuff. Right. Hey, man, part... I'm like a turtle shell. Uh, I was in class for two months before they sent us to the hospital. And they talk about doing different surgeries. They talk about how to wash your hands for five minutes. They talk about how to put on a gown and gloves and everything. They never mention how much junk you see. Every surgery, like we're working on a hand. There's the junk. We're doing someone's toe, you see your badge. Every <laughs> That's just an added benefit. They don't Ugh. charge extra for it. Uh, it's it's it was surprising at first. It's like everybody's naked. They say that uh, crabs are totally dying out because everybody shaves their pubes now. Like the crab is going extinct. <laughs> you know what? I kind of would totally buy that. I worked at a doctor's office and we only had like one case of crabs in the year and a half that I worked there. And we had seven doctors there. So somebody would have gotten them by then, you know? Man. Can you imagine like 
okay, a hundred years ago, hundred and fifty years ago, uh, old west. I bet you everybody had crabs. Because nobody could, like, bathe, you know, or not regularly. I bet you everybody was just crawling with bugs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's seriously, like, uh, April and I always talk about, like, when we're watching, like, Game of Thrones or something, and they just kind of, like, break down and get busy in the middle of the woods or something. You think, like... How long has it been since that person would have bathed, like, if this was an actual scenario? I bet I bet people just stunk like crazy, like back before uh, indoor plumbing and all that. Yeah. Well, if you read any of the historical stuff, they had a lot of stuff to counteract. I mean, granted, everybody stunk, but, I mean, they would lay on a lot of heavy perfume and whatnot, too. <laughs> so just everyone's just, like, squeezing lemons over their dick. To try to like <laughs> counter counter the crab bites, but it was fine because they didn't have razor burn. So right, right, and that that harsh citrus really kind of like a orange clean. It just you know gave the crabs a good scrub down, and they were appreciative and didn't jump. Actually, what they would do is coat their hair and themselves in oil because it suffocates them and then the crabs die so you give yourself a nice oil bath and whatever kind of perfumes or oils that they used back then and the crabs would suffocate and die and that's kind of what people do with like head lice too right it is huh see Three on the Tree podcast. You learn something every time. Uh, <laughs> every time about crabs. Yeah, yeah. No, you well, don't I mean, it's not it's not Dino Talk this week. It's how to how to sedate your crabs. How to <laughs> you know how to get should, them to chill the fuck out. You know what we should do like you know every Christmas there's like a list of like weird quirky gifts to get something somebody that has everything like you know like stuffed animals that look like organs or you know always it's like crap that gets advertised on instagram and stuff like that we should do ant farms that are for crabs you have a little crab patch in your in a little glass case in your uh bedroom what do you do just poke your finger and drop a couple drops of blood in there to feed them every day yeah well do they eat blood yeah oh okay well, see, they, I was like, thinking something. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking something totally different. I was like, jam your dick in this weird ant farm, and like, hopefully they jump off, and then you have like a little, like guillotine at the end to cut it off after you pull your dick out, and then well, all like... the crabs. You could just have like the world's most miserable guinea pig living in there with them. <laughs> <laughs> He could, I guess. <laughs> I never uh, had an ant farm. Me neither. It sounds really stupid because there's ants all over and I don't I don't like ants. They're not fun. You prefer crabs? I don't prefer either. Oh. Ants are really cool. 
We actually, we, we had an ant farm in my house when I was a child and then for my kids now that I'm an adult. And it's actually kind of neat to watch them all. I don't know. It, it's almost like a dance to watch them work. It's very rhythmic. It's very, it, it, it's almost poetic, really. Yeah, they are pretty impressive. I like watching mm. them bite Coyote Peterson. Oh, is that the uh, the bullet ant dude? Yeah. Oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like the the reaction is the same every time. Like, oh, it's really bad. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's worse than I thought. Oh, I'm going to puke. Oh. <laughs> like, isn't he running out of, like, horrible things to bite him by now? Well, he does more than just get bit by stuff. He does, like, a, a whole nature show. Yeah, but no one gives a shit about that. I don't know. That's that's what he does, though. Okay, whatever. I think he's actually like a pretty cool guy. I watched him. Uh, he did that show, Hot Ones. Have you ever watched that? Nope. It's like this uh, this dude interviews people while they're eating like super spicy chicken wings, like celebrities and stuff. <laughs> Is that how you stumbled across it? You just googled <laughs> Hot Wings one day. You're like, oh, I like the looks of this. I was just doing a little hot wing research, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in some training in the off season. Yeah, getting all boned up on the road. Ooh, those no, spicy it's, wings. It's actually pretty funny because they'll have like, I don't know, they had a, they had like Charlie Day on there, or you know, Key and Peel were on one, and some of them just do not react well to, <laughs> to eating that crap. I would imagine not. Definitely imagine not. Ugh. So, Ian, you've been awfully quiet. How's your day trading going? I'm not day trading right now. Well, how's your night trading going? Uh, like not great. Now. Yeah. Not great. Just well, learning. Why not? Still learning. Because I'm <laughs> impatient and I'm a gambler at heart. So I need so, to. I need to calm down. Well, we we Be discussed patient. this last podcast that you were turning That's a new it. leaf. Yeah, I didn't. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. A minute. Your, your New Year's resolution, too. Yeah, nobody, nobody fucking follows up on those things. That's I'm exactly getting, what I'm doing right now. Is following up on this. I'm getting better. Let's just say that. Did you, did you buy some Kodak today? No, I tried to get on that ICO, and I'm waiting on an email. I'm definitely going to buy some Kodak. Yeah. Kodak's coming out with their own cryptocurrency for photographers. Is that what this They're, is all going to turn into? Is every every little minute niche group of people is going to have their own cryptocurrency? Yes, yeah. and it's all going to get way. traded commonly with Bitcoin. Uh, what's like the it's value like it is now. Like why would, why would a photographer want his own currency? That's where I was at. 
Like, I, I could understand Google doing it, Microsoft doing it, like, big corporations that still have, like, a pretty hardy market. But Kodak, like, uh, to me, it seems like a dying company, like a dying yeah. ideology of, like, hey, here's some film. Well, they resurrected, like- resurrected them for a minute because their stock rose 300% when they announced it. It's only going to be for a minute, though, because I know dozens of photographers. I know one that actually works with film. Everybody mm-hmm. else is Canon Digital. Ah, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a photographer. Well, they're not. Kodak's, Kodak's, not <laughs> Kodak's not making film anymore. What do they make? I think they just make cameras now, and now they're moving into a different market, I suppose. But they're not. Uh, they don't. Kodak stopped making film. I think it was, it, I, I believe it was like two years ago. Just two years ago? Yeah, it might have been longer than that. I don't know. It might have been 10, but I know they don't make film anymore. I think it was Kodak, but, you know, they actually had the uh, digital, digital picture technology before anybody else, and they were like, you know what I think people really want is disposable cameras. We're going to focus yeah. on that. Polaroid. Yeah. <laughs> you want to print it out and carry it all day when they take a picture. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, the the technology for for cameras is is too good now. I mean, you can take a I can take a photo with my phone and I I'm completely fine with it. A, I'm part of a disposable generation, which I don't give a shit about photos anymore. I'm not going to print anything out. I'm not going to frame anything. I'm not going to keep anything. You know, it's it's like a, a momentary, like, snapshot that's eventually going to get erased. So, like, basically photographers are, are just in the business to, like, uh, maybe support books and magazines, and even those are dying. So I I don't know. Like the the well, fact that Kodak got into this, aside from if they wanted to switch public image from being photography to like a cryptocurrency company, I don't see why they did this. Like I don't see any correlation between photographers. Uh, fucking Kodak needing a cryptocurrency. I, I I just think it's totally fucking hogwash. You never know. There might be there might be benefits of using their cryptocurrency and purchasing their products as well. Who knows? I mean, they got something in the pipeline. I like think, you can I get think... a you can get a discount on their shitty film. That's... Well. 12 years old if you use their fucking Kodak bucks they can become Kodak insanely <laughs> they can become insanely rich with the cryptocurrency on that alone that would fund a lot more fund a lot more products that people don't want with that <laughs> yeah the guy, the guy that started Ripple is like number fourth richest person in the country holy smokes yeah I, I, I don't doubt that but his 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 standpoint is cryptocurrency. It's not. What, what did he do before that? I don't know. 
Was his name uh, Bill Polaroid? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, there's all kinds of... uh, A fucking John Fax Machine? Was that his name? Because that's also fucking stupid. Everything's... Well, everything's moving over to blockchain. So I think that's why they're getting into the game. I think people can protect all their... uh, intellectual property with blockchain better than they can just putting in a thumb drive or whatever they're going to do uh, or sending it to someone you know sending it over VPN or whatever you're going to do you know what I mean I, I roughly understand what you're talking about with blockchain um, but I don't I don't know the technology well enough to to immerse myself into a conversation as to why that is better for proprietary material than putting out a thumb drive not giving it to anybody I don't think it's proprietary material I think it's just I think they saw that the market is huge the market cap on cryptocurrencies right now is today was 600 billion dollars a couple days ago it was 800 billion dollars so you figure at the end of 2018, it'll probably be a trillion and a half. Ugh, I hope that's all in Ethereum. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, everybody's getting into it right now, so it's got to become absolutely massive. This year is going to be the year for it. A lot well, of people I mean, are going to lose money. <clears throat> what other? What other? Like hot trends have happened in the past that would kind of mimic what's happening right now. Beanie Babies. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, not, not Beanie Babies. Sarah knows what I'm talking about. It's hard to tell because you'd have to put it on something that's revolutionary. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of it like, uh, okay, how about like MP3 players? Like every company in the world made a fucking knockoff iPod when when they first became like big shit. I mean there were big companies like Sony, uh, Microsoft Zune, all these big companies that, that hopped onto this MP3 playing bandwagon and then all these little tiny companies you know like Walmart's second cousin subsidiary that made some little shitty pocket mp3 player that could hold 12 whole songs i i think this is what we're looking at you know you're looking like all these like quarter tenth thousandth of a penny cryptocurrencies are like the walmart second cousin mp3 player that it's just gonna die out well yeah a lot of them are gonna die a lot they die every day yeah, it seems like That's... it's it's gonna lead to a uh, it's gonna lead to updating like actual established currencies. That's what Ripple is. Essentially, they're not they're not an established currency, but their their goal is to get into banks and move money because they can move money in seconds, and it costs almost nothing to do it. So if you needed to transfer a hundred million dollars. From, from any two places in the world, you could do it in a matter of seconds just using Ripple. You just convert U.S. dollars to Ripple and send it. 
and that's their goal. And they'll be they'll be huge. If they get in with the banks, they'll be huge. They'll be the bank's currency. They'll be a way to transfer money. So that's what that's what Ripple Safely. wants to do is they want to be a part of the banking system. They want to be a part of the big global system. Yeah. But how how realistic is that? Like, are the banks saying how realistic you know what? is? I think it's I think it's <clears throat> very realistic that the banks will adopt it. And what are the banks going to do? If technology moves in a certain direction, the banks can't just be left in the lurch. They have well, to do something. They have to innovate. The, the, the technology is there. The banks are based off of actual dollars, which are based off of actual assets, which are gold or whatever. A lot of it's bullshit by yeah. now. Yes, I know. Let's not get into that part. <laughs> but there's actually there's actually something that's behind it, and there's standards based off of it. But you have these cryptocurrencies, which I'm I'm not going to pretend like I'm not a part of it, that I'm not I don't have money on it. But I mean, you take ten dollars and you change it into Ripple. What yeah. the fuck is a Ripple? How do it's... you how do you establish the value of Ripple to change? Ripple uh, is established. Give... The value of Ripple is established by how many people own it. Kind of like gold. But it's just code. It, it is. Yeah, it is just code. I'm not... Okay. I'm not... Okay, I'm, I'm not... I get what you're saying. You're saying it's intangible. Uh, right? Yeah, I'm saying it's it's not founded on anything that, that has a value outside of people's time and effort that was used to create this fictitious dollar value or this right. fictitious coin. I so, 100% agree, but you also have to acknowledge that the U.S. dollar is exactly what you just explained. They, they just print money out of nothing. They print money out of nothing. That is, again, I, I didn't want to get into that whole side of it, but... right. The foundation of our money was based off of gold, which there is stock somewhere where someone has uh, a set of value on a precious metal. Right, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm gonna I want to go use Bitcoin to buy shit because I don't because it takes forever. I want to trade that into cash and use that to buy shit. So, but. <clears throat> Yeah, sorry. The, the technology exists and people want to adopt it. So it's like it's like. Well, that that it's sounds like, like using the, cassettes when there's CDs available. Uh, it's like using an MP3 player when there's the cloud. Uh, okay. I I mean I I completely understand what you're saying. It's just it's hard for me to to put two and two together. So, I mean, it's, it's data okay, turned the, into money. I it's it's stupid. I can I can produce a fucking spreadsheet of data that's not going to give me fuck. Right. So you got to get people to give you money for it. Yeah, that's called having a job. And which yeah, is when people pay me U.S. dollars for that, and 
and all all of this is like back and forth bullshit. Where where I'm going is is yes, people want this to become some type of traded commodity like Bitcoin or Ripple or something like that. But if the bank says you don't give a fuck, you're you're showing me a bunch of fucking ones and zeros. That doesn't mean shit to me. So people like it. So a bunch of people give you money to own pieces of code. I, I don't feel like this is that. all currency. No. This is all currency That's... is what you're explaining. We've agreed that uh, a dollar bill is worth a certain amount, and there's obviously more complicated things that go into it, but it, it, in and of itself, it's not worth anything. If, uh, if all of a sudden, like, uh, Amazon said, you know what, um, we are not recognizing U.S. dollars anymore, I mean, well, then it wouldn't... It would, it it has no intrinsic value of itself. It's just you you have a piece of paper and a lot more people that have bought into it than you do with a cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's and fair. If, if you want to if you want to give somebody money somewhere else in the world and don't want to deal with exchanging different monies, you can just send them that money anywhere in the world instantly. Is that a, Unless it's is that Bitcoin, a big it takes concern a long of time. yours? No, not mine. No, but it's obviously <laughs> a concern in the world. Well, and for look, I'm not. It's not. It's not, not for practical use. It is not for people like the that live in the U.S. where we have a stable banking system. It's for people who live in like Venezuela or Zimbabwe, where you know uh, political turmoil or something like that. The banks close, and they're toast if they're if all of their assets were tied up in. In that, you know, Bitcoin is like a stable f way for them to like move money around, even if for some reason like they can't access cash through their through their banking system in their country. And okay. not pay tax, tax on it. Right. All right. All right. It, I, I'm I'm not I'm not contesting it. Like I said, I have money in this game. I I right. have. Uh. Fucking schmeckles. I, I have. I don't know how many schmeckles I have, but I have schmeckles. I want to be clear about this whole thing. It, to me, it doesn't feel real. It feels like gambling. Yeah, right. but you're. But it you're would gambling with real money. It's, I always gamble with real money. It's like. Yeah, it's like trading penny stocks. I, I love gambling, and I'll go to the casino and gamble. You guys know me. I love to gamble. Yeah, but at least at that point, you can see chips go in and chips come out. Pennies go in, pennies go out. Dollars go in, dollars go out. And there's uh, at some point, there's either going to be a return or a complete loss, and you can watch your money leave. This, you gave your money, and I did too. I'm not trying to, like, poo-poo anything that you're doing, but I gave my money to a website, which was just giving my money away, and it says, hey, you yeah. have uh, 32 billion <laughs> schmeckles now. I'm like, oh, fucking hey, I'm rich in schmeckles. Well, now you could cash that in, and you have more money than you had before. But that's the thing. I... So you're saying I, you're not sure that you're going to get your money back? Is that what you're worried about? That's the thing. I only know myself and I know Ian that are into this whole cryptocurrency thing. And 
to date, I have not seen either one of us actually turn one dollar into one dollar back out, or we'll one dollar into fifty I mean, cents, if, or one dollar into two dollars. Well, try taking if, if it out. Take it out. You can take it out anytime you want. I don't want to because it's going to make me <laughs> fiction dollars. <laughs> Ethereum, and it's going to it's going to be insane. Although yeah, I, I did collecting uh, my fiction dollars. I sold yeah. my Bitcoin this... that I had, and I had supposedly made like seventy bucks. And I tried to transfer my balance from Coinbase back to my bank account, and I don't think it went through. But my Coinbase wallet you know, is empty. A, you know, there's a a TX hash or whatever they use, where you can get a hold of them and say, "I never got my money." There's a record of all that. So this place is like, you can see if you say you send a cryptocurrency, there are trackers where you can tell. You can't see where you can see an address where it goes, but it doesn't tell you the site or whatever the person. And it tracks where it goes and tells you whether or not it made it there. Uh huh. I didn't know that at the time, and now it's been a while. I was trying to buy some drugs in a different country. Were you, were you trying to send your Nigerian prince lots of money without having to pay taxes on it? I was trying to send <laughs> money to a man in Indonesia who was going to send me copious amounts of kratom. And then it took me too long to get my cryptocurrency ready. So he was finally just like, okay, just PayPal it to me. I'm like, why didn't we just do that in the first place? So... So some Indonesian fella has both like your cryptocurrency and your PayPal money? No, I never sent him the, the Bitcoin. I just PayPaled it to him and he shipped it to me. Oh. So there was so... no problem with his end of things. He did what he was supposed to do. So you just gave your Chuck E. Cheese dollars to the Ether and that's it? <laughs> yeah, I think exactly what you've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That, see, that is the only thing that I'm worried about. Is like, I I I put a little bit of money towards it because I I want to know about this stuff. I think it's interesting to watch, but I don't think it's anything different than stocks. But at least stocks are based off of the value of a company. And the value of a company is based off of the dollars that they make, which is based off of, uh, you know, some type of uh, precious metal. Blah, blah, blah. There's at least something that goes down to, like, some type of tangible thing. But there's All not. All this cryptocurrency stuff. There's like, not, though. There's... In cryptocurrencies? Yeah, there's not. No, there's no, no. there's nothing, no, no tangible, like, commodity is backing your, your regular money. Oh, I know, I know it's not nearly what it used to be. There's, and, but there and is if it one. were... It's all data that says it's there. It's all a system of like collective goodwill. (laughs) All right. Fundamentally. Fundamentally. Sarah, Sarah, do you have anything more interesting to talk about than this garbage? Yeah. Honestly, I know nothing of technology. Like, not too many years ago, when somebody told me to reset the modem on my laptop, I turned it upside down. The cryptocurrency is completely lost on me. That's how I feel. Thank you. All I'm saying is that it's a little bit fishy 
and I'm nervous that I'm never going to see my money again. That's all. Your money, so you very well could not see your money again. Hey, here's right, a question. Pull it off. If you're that concerned, it's just pull real. it out. Unicorn. It's, it's a griffin. It's a minotaur. <laughs> it's the, what was it, a minotaurus rex? <laughs> I feel like I, I really hope that Ian doesn't lose his money on it. But you know, if if Davis did I wouldn't it would I wouldn't lose sleep over it. <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck yourself in half subs. Like my as much as that's because it's silly. I've got a question for probably for Ian. Ian, have you have you ever done salvia? I have not done salvia. I, I don't really uh, know much about it. It's different. Yeah, I heard it's pretty intense, and that wait, you wait, used wait, to be wait, able wait, to just go buy it at a head shop. Yeah, you could buy it anywhere. You, you could buy it in gas stations and stuff. I th I think you smoke it, don't you? That's yes. what I thought. Isn't it a plant? Yeah, I it's a plant and a psychedelic, I think. Yeah. Right. It's my understanding. I don't. I don't know much about it because it always seemed like a weird. I never wanted it. I, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan today. He had Brian Redband on there, and they were talking about, uh, like doing it back in the day, like. Ari Shafir apparently like took a big hit of it and then just like took a massive hit of it after that and I guess he just went deep for a while. Thought he was living underwater in in a different country for like six months or something and he was just he was just whacked out on, on Salvia for like thirty minutes. Oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> it does sound pretty nuts. I don't know if I want that. I mean, I'm all about a an experience, but that just sounds that sounds too much. But you you've done mushrooms, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I've done mushrooms. Uh, done LSD. Well, how is how how did those two compare? <laughs> They're really similar. I mean, in my experiences, they've been very similar, both very profound. Would you choose one and, over the other? Um, I choose mushrooms because mushrooms, it's a, it, huh? it seems seems a little more tame. You know, it's not like I don't trust mushrooms on anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they t taste awful. Well, yeah, I'm all mushrooms too. These are especially disgusting. I, 
I kind of like mushrooms, but I've heard consistently that those taste like a dog turd. Yeah, Sarah, have you ever done mushrooms? I have. I prefer the Allstate. Really? Okay. I, I really do. I like the experience more. Um, top preference is ecstasy, though. So. Really? That. Now, mm-hmm. see, actually... that one, I don't know if I... I don't See, I don't think I would do ecstasy because I've heard that the come down is rough. Don't do it because, I mean, I haven't in 20 years. And honestly, if somebody offered it to me right now, I'd have a hard time saying no. That's how much fun it is. Really? Yeah. Yeah, one of my friends was saying that <laughs> they, her and her boyfriend, they went to like a big EDM concert. I forget who it mm-hmm. was. Uh, Might have been the mouse guy. It doesn't matter. They're no one, nobody good. Yeah, right. <laughs> right and then uh but they yeah they took some uh ecstasy beforehand and she said it was just like the greatest time they've ever had i feel the same way about riding (laughs) (laughs) go-karts it's not quite the same uh i did raves for a number of years in my teens like I, I lived in the house we threw them we we hosted events and things like that so we got a lot of pick what you want and take it and uh definitely not like go-karts <laughs> that's the other thing like i feel like if i, was I don't gonna know do a... well, well hold on how many go-karts have you ridden dozens, dozens? I, have, I have wow i have a boy i have a boy Right, go karts were like the weekend thing for a long time. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> go karts are pretty usually awesome. kind of lame. Like, what? Yeah, because they just got like a stupid little lawnmower engine from Tractor Supply on them. You're a stupid lawnmower engine. It's like go karts yeah, are the best. It's like you have you... to realize when you're three, it's really fun. So you do it every fucking weekend, no matter how annoying would... it gets. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, okay, so would you do ecstasy every weekend? I did it every because day. Because it's really fun? I did it every day. I would ride wow. go-karts every day. Go-karts well, then really you keep your go-karts. You know what? Go-karts are probably cheaper, so you're probably better off. So there you go. What What is the long-term effects of, like, using using E? Is there is there negative, like, oh, health complications? yeah. I, I have a lot of them, actually. Um, personally, I, uh, I'm i more prone to infection. And I, I used to be able to walk through a parking lot and memorize every license plate in the parking lot. I can't do that anymore. Um, things like, just stupid shit like that. Like, only I notice. It doesn't really affect my, my way of life. But you definitely, like, I have a lot of memory loss through those years. And uh, I don't get yeah, that with go karts. Well, <laughs> just saying. Wait till go karts, but it's lawless. Go karts don't give you helmets, so wait till you hit your head. Four fifty. We'll see. Oh, that's a good point. Um, you could have some of that memory loss. So, here's the thing. I dated this girl back in high school, right? Forever ago. A real, this... a real fly juggalette? Sure. Okay. And uh, she went to some rave or something, 
took some ecstasy and then for like uh x amount of days after that she was like stuck using this uh like baby pacifier huh what just because okay because it's like i guess whatever the ecstasy does like it makes you kind of like uh not not twitchy but kind of like nervousy mm-hmm. like repetitious movementy type of thing and one of yeah, them was sure. like like grinding your teeth life. or something like that mm-hmm. well yeah i'm up at legs we're not going to talk about that right now maybe somebody was giving <laughs> me ecstasy yeah yeah you're just you've just been fed ecstasy it's like the forever. worst 40 year trip ever yeah i just didn't get years. i just i just Ooh. missed out on the euphoria double part. insult uh but she she had like this this pacifier and i've never been so annoyed in like an inanimate object that was caused by like uh i don't know a correlation to a drug is because she said that like when she went to this rave they were just passing out these pacifiers because yes like people would be all all hopped up on shit and They'd want to grind their teeth, so they had this pacifier, so they wouldn't do that. And then, like, it was just the dumbest, most infantile thing, nearly literally, that I've ever seen, like, someone using a pacifier that wasn't, like, uh, knee height. Yeah. (laughs) So it it was one of the most annoying things ever. No, that's super, super standard. We used to sell glow-in-the-dark pacifiers for obnoxious amounts of money. We, we, we sold chewing gum, a dollar for a stick of gum. Holy and these shit. stupid fucking idiots would buy it. Like, it was ridiculous. We used to, like, $3 for a bottle of water, no problem. All day, all night. Shit. Huh. I yeah. need to get into that game. Oh, because you got to drink a bunch of water while you're doing that, right? You capitalist. Get the dry mouth. You're definitely like the oral fixation is is there. Like you have to chew on something. You have to just whatever gum, pacifiers, whatever, and uh, dildo. Dildos, sure, absolutely. I, I could see those getting case, passed around. Case. We right. did, uh, you know. I mean, we did pretty successful parties where we'd have three thousand people in our. Essentially, it was my living room every weekend. Between Friday and Saturday, and uh, one of those nights was the night. That's very noisy. Um. Yeah, I think everybody hears that except for Chubbs. Yeah, I don't. I don't hear whatever you're talking about. Yeah, because Chubbs, remember last week when we were talking about like all this like uh, weird interference and shit? And you're like, I don't hear it, and I'm the one recording, so fuck you guys. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, it's like blah, 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 all this fucking weird uh, fucking robot having sex noise. Huh. And uh, yeah, it's totally on the recording. You just don't hear it because you're you got fucking ranch dressing in your ears. Fair. Yeah. So, what were you saying about uh, 3,000 people in your living room giving you money for dildos? 
money hand over fist doing stupid shit and and these people would bite because they were so high that they like desperately needed a stick of gum so one stick of gum one dollar I don't know if you guys are familiar with downtown Detroit. Do you remember the old East Town? It burned down maybe nine years ago. Uh, no. Where is that in relation to like Cork and like the old Tiger Stadium? Uh, just slightly south and west. It's it's in the dead center of the east side of Detroit. Like okay. seventy five crosses, east and west side. Seventy five is the border. It's in the dead center of the east side right there. Or it was. And uh, it burned down a few years ago. There was an apartment complex attached to it. That's where we did our raves. Like, we, we leased that for, like, three grand a month, and that was enough. We made that in hours on a Saturday night. My question is, why did you stop doing that? That sounds way more profitable than, I don't know... Stapling people's assholes shut it does <laughs> sound profitable. It, it way def- way better than stapling assholes shut, and way better than like putting money into uh, fucking Norwal bucks, which is what me and Ian are currently doing. Yeah, that's our plan. <laughs> Norwal bucks. Yeah, Norwal dollars. Raves They're are real. Illegal. You can't throw them in Michigan, technically. Um, too many drugs, the NOS, the E, all the drugs that go along with it, the sound ordinances and things like that. The building that we we had, uh, the East Town, was so old it was grandfathered and we could make all the noise we wanted. Every once in a while the cops would show up and say, hey, can you turn it down a little bit? The church next door is complaining because it's 6 a.m. on a Saturday and we're still it's a church. It's a Baptist <laughs> church. It's <laughs> <laughs> more noise than we did, I swear to God. Black but, uh, complainers. Because they're they're diddling a bunch of kids and the kids are getting distracted by all the balloons and neon glowing stuff. <laughs> no, not these. They're Baptists, so they were diddling each other's wives. Okay, okay, my bad, my bad. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> promise. But I, uh, I uh, I stopped doing it just because I evolved out of it. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of my friends that I knew back then that I'm still in touch with, they they're still still doing the raves down in. Florida, down in Texas, down even here in Detroit. Are uh, they worth talking to at this point? Some of them are. I still keep in touch just because, you know, we've well, lost a few friends in the way and it's kind of one of those camaraderies like, oh, it's the anniversary of so-and-so's death or, oh, you know, do you remember this picture from this event and things like that. Like, I still have all all the uh, staff passes that I had. I have a book from the building after it was... Uh, or while they were tearing it down, I uh, I went down there and I, I took a brick from the theater. We did uh, a butcher shop over near Hamtramck over at Joseph Campo and Hunt by Grash up there. And uh, I don't know if this is lost on you guys and how familiar you are with downtown, but uh, I'm not. I'm not very familiar with it. But I'm, I'm not at all. I'm probably beautiful. the most of the three of us. So. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful buildings. The The theater was absolutely my favorite. The entire inside was redone with graffiti back in the 70s. And uh, it was just stunning. Like, I, I still dream about that building in my sleep sometimes. It's beautiful. But uh, the butcher shop was funny. That was a neat building to live in. 
and uh, yeah, but the, but the drug culture back then was, I mean, we we would frisk everybody that came in if you had enough to sell. We were keeping, and then we keep what we wanted to sell what we didn't. So it was really really. So you were just um, making money hand over fist. Oh God, so much! I, I was sixteen. I didn't know what to do with this money. You know, I uh, it, it, it was definitely a bizarre experience for me. You guys can't see her, but it's just a straight gold grill, top yeah. and bottom, just straight gold. There's a couple well, diamonds. Why do I make stick and see all my gold teeth? It would be so much fun. Hit the like, camera button. I don't know. Frisk an annoying teenager and take his his bag of drugs, and then as soon as he walks through the door, be like, "Hey man, you want to buy some drugs?" <laughs> yeah. I'll buy some of the shit that you bought. <laughs> I'll give you the friends and family discount. Yeah, you should have put this in your asshole. I'll staple it shut if you need. <laughs> I got a baseball bat in the back. So powered by DeWalt. <laughs> okay. In in closing, like what's do you have like a craziest story from that that time period of your life? From the raves? Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh shit. What was his name? Some guy came for like three weekends in a row. Uh, John. Uh, Ron. Ron. Porn guy. Ron. Jeremy. 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 Thank you. He uh, he came to the show three weeks in a row. That's what we called him. I didn't know who he was. I was sixteen. I didn't know any of that shit. But I have pictures of me and my friends with him actually on my Facebook still. Uh, he came to our show like three weeks in a row, just hanging out and partying with all of us. Did, mm. he, did he show it to you? Oh God, no! Absolutely, <laughs> I, he, he was. He, he's gross. Yeah, he did does you look like staple Mario. it? What? Did you staple it? <laughs> no, God. F- future life just intertwined with uh, past life, and he just sutured it to his earlobe. No, no, I, uh, I, I didn't do anything with his junk. Hmm. All right. So, best surgery story. Eighty-seven-year-old woman had. Do you guys know what an IUD is? Uh, yeah, like the inner Birth- uterine something or other. <clears throat> yeah, it's control they shove in your uterus so you can't get pregnant. And uh, this yeah, Casey, woman- you got one of those, right? Yeah, it's a little sperm yeah. zapping robot. <laughs> it's a Roomba for your vas deferon. <laughs> Vaginal Roomba. <laughs> yes. So, 87 year old woman comes in for surgery because she's been having some menstrual issues, which you don't have at 87. Turns out she had her IUD from the 1970s still in there. Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> It took it was... two hours and six hands up in her vag to pull the thing out. Like, it was just stuck. So it's kind of like when they, uh, when you see, like, you know, an old barbed wire fence that was, like, next to a tree, and it's just slowly kind of grown <laughs> over top. <laughs> I was thinking something else. I was thinking from, like, that long ago, it was, like, painted with lead paint. It's... <laughs> 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 They had no problem shoving six hands up in her vag. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess we overlooked that point. Yeah, yeah. Six. I, I mean, I've only had 
four in mine. And that's so was it? Did, did they have to? Did they have to cut it out then, or what? No, they wound up. Uh, there, there's an instrument called a curette, and what it is, it's a, it's just a metal loop, and they just shoved it in there and essentially went fishing until they caught it and were able to yank it out. Oh, like a, uh, like a, a treble reel. Is that what it's called? Like the, like the, uh, treble hook. It's the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Like a, a grappling hook. Yeah. Jam in there and be like, I'm just going to pull stuff out. And jam it in there. And pull yeah. stuff out. Find a yeah, bunch of was... Lego pieces and uh, an ID. First surgery. That, that, is... that was like. That's pretty horrifying. Bizarre. It was. All right. So you're here's like, my next question. So you were, after that day, you're like, can I be. Is this every day? Because if not, can I, can I be part of the butthole <laughs> unit? <laughs> actually so, uh, vascular is my thing i think right now like i enjoy the the, yeah yeah that shove shove a, a wire in somebody's artery and like they yell at you for a minute but they're paralyzed so they can't do anything about it and then you're good like that's all you do yeah but that's that's not penile or funny at all so no let's let's wander past that um as far as balls that you've seen, uh, how many would you say, if you sat the wrong way, you would accidentally pinch them between your knees? There's been a couple. The weirdest okay. one was talking? the, we had a, we had a testicular implant. We were doing x-rays on a guy, um, I forget why we were x-raying him, but part of the x-ray was his junk. And you could clearly see that one of his balls was definitely not real. Like a ping pong ball or tennis yeah. ball or watermelon? Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was... Hot wheel? <laughs> like a hot wheel. <laughs> he got the cheap one. It was a cube. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's a uh, Dodge Dakota hot wheel. Because those yeah. things are practically balls. Yeah. yeah. No. Huh. Interesting. Well, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's definitely been fun having you on. Thank you for being here, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you for uncovering the fact that Davis is really fixated on old people's testicles. <laughs> we can say that with a surety now. It's, uh, you know, knowledge is power, man. I'm just trying to uh, to know things. I'm trying to gain cryptocurrency knowledge because it's also fictitious. And ball knowledge someday may be the same as uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, there may ball be knowledge a... is not fictitious. Neither is Bitcoin. So it could be a, a cryptocurrency associated with testicles at some point. It's a better idea than oh, photographer-based cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. just in currency. <laughs> Basically what we're saying is that uh, knowing about balls and stapling assholes shut is way more lucrative than owning uh, Kodak stock. You didn't or... get a chance to tell you about the buried penis. Buried? Like, buried. B-U-R-I-E-D. 
<laughs> not not B E R R Y apostrophe. Was it like <laughs> it wasn't like raspberry scented or something? Has it? <laughs> it had seeds. My name's Barry, and I used to have a penis. So how does so, how does ahead. that happen? Yeah, tell us about that. You just the um, the tissue that is in your penis is actually up in your groin and therefore your penis is inverted and you got to kind of pinch it out to put the catheter in. So it'd be like uh, squeezing a zit, but instead of uh, goo, you get pen 15. So there's nothing protruding. Nothing. It's actually, there's, there's, it's inverted. So there's a hole. Weird. So is that like a naturally occurring thing or was that the result of injury or? It's more common than you would imagine. So there's a lot of people walking around with inverted penises. Yes. That seems like, yeah, that would cause so many problems. So, like, when they get an erection, does it pop out? Uh, you can't really... No, it doesn't. And uh, there's a lot of, like, hours of surgery involved to get two inches, like, to fix it. You get like, maybe two inches. And uh, it's a long surgery. And I can't imagine the recovery from that would be very pleasant. But afterwards, you can pee without taking your pants off. Correct. So it's a give and take. <laughs> how how many surgeries uh, have you come across that were related to people that uh, maybe wiped their ass in the wrong direction? Maybe from the back to the Oh, front. I know this one. Zero. <laughs> you don't have surgery for that. You just take antibiotics. I don't need antibiotics. <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> we have had a guy who uh, we were doing uh, hernia surgery, and it's laparoscopic, so there's just a couple of holes in the stomach, and that's it. But uh, eventually we had to move one of his rolls, and we found a cheesy-like substance. Was it Doritos? No, the guy just couldn't, like, he didn't watch himself. So he just had schmegma? Like, I don't know what there. it was. It was so gross. Ugh. Nothing grosses me out. This was gross. It was literally, like, like I, I, how much I was in long... there? Uh, tablespoon? Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Could, like, grease a wheel bearing with that. It was one of those moments where we're like, oh, this is now a dirty surgery. Like, everything's contaminated because he's got some <laughs> funky cheese in his roll. So, uh... Bring me brake cleaner stat. <laughs> that's called, uh... That's called Framunda. Framunda cheese. That's where it's Framunda this roll and Framunda that roll. And that's the weird cheese that grows there. And with that in mind, I'm gonna go cook dinner. Oh, God. <laughs>
<laughs> oh boy. All right. All right. I'm thoroughly grossed out. Time to say goodbye. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, nice to meet you, Sarah. And uh, you as well. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. We sure appreciate all 15 of you, and we hope you have a great rest of the week. So, goodbye from the whole 3OT crew and Sarah. Later, folks. Bye.